Welcome in to another Cattails podcast, the Weaver State Athletics podcast. I'm Paul Grua, Director of Athletic Communications, and pleased and honored to be joined today by a Wildcat legend, Scott Bamforth, all the way from Spain. Scotty B, it's great to see you and talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you and talk to you again, too. It's been a long time. You know, it really is. We were talking just before we started. Can you believe it's been 10 years since uh, since you last played here at Weaver State? Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. I was actually talking to Kingston, my oldest son, and we actually went we went back to Weber State. Was that I think it was last this last summer? It was this last summer, and you know I was just talking like, dang, I haven't been here in a while. And he talked about like, what were you? What year did you graduate? And I'm like, dang, it's been nine, ten years. That's crazy. So it's a while. It's been been a while. It seems like it's just a few years ago, but as you know, years just go by, and then you look back, and it's ten years. So. You know, and what a journey you've been on for the last 10 years uh, in Europe and playing all over the place. Uh, you know, if, we, if we'd told you 10 years ago of the experiences that you've had over the next 10 years, you know, what would you have thought? Uh, I wouldn't, I don't think it was possible, you know, like honestly, you know, like when I look back to what I thought at that time and, you know, like even coming out of high school, I didn't think I would ever be able to get a college scholarship or, you know, and I went to college, I didn't think like realistically I'd be able to do the things I've done, but I just, you know, I just had a goal and a vision in my mind where I'm going to be a professional basketball player. And I just worked at that every day and I never really looked too far, you know? So it was kind of, that was kind of a good thing. You know, I never kind of looked out in the future. I just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to make it happen. And now when you look back, it's like, I never thought I'd be able to do all the stuff I've done thus, thus far, you know? So it's, I'm very, very blessed for sure. You have played for, for the last 10 years professionally in Europe. You think you could even name all the places, all the teams you've been for? You've been on a lot of different teams. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I played for, I mean, I played five years in Spain. So my first five years were in Spain. So I played in Sevilla, Spain, Murcia, Spain. Then I went back to Sevilla, Spain. Then I went to Bilbao, Spain. So my first four years were in Spain. Then I went to Italy for two years. I lived on the island in, uh, in a city called Sassari. So it was uh like an island in italy went there for two years then i went to montenegro which is like in the serbia area uh did that for a year went to france for two years and then now i'm back in spain so kind of been everywhere you know i've played i've probably i mean in the games you know i've played you play within your country but then obviously if you're in like european competition you travel to all these different countries and play all these different teams so i've probably been to I don't, all the countries i can't name a country i haven't been to and played you know so Definitely, definitely a blessing and a cool experience for sure. For sure. Just to see the see the world, obviously, but also keep playing. And it's good basketball. I mean, you're in some top leagues there, right? In these in Spain and Italy and different countries. Uh, there's good good players, aren't there? Yeah, there's great players, you know. Like right now, I mean, Spain in general, the country is is considered the best league, uh, best country to play in outside of the NBA. Um, obviously there's EuroLeague, which EuroLeague takes the best one or two teams from every country and they play in the league. Um, that's called EuroLeague, you know, so, but like Spain has four or five EuroLeague teams. So that's just how good the league is in, in Spain. So, yeah, so I've always played, you know, in the first division of every country I've played in and in top league, I play with some really, really great players that have went on to play in the NBA and, you know, had be superstars in the NBA. So, um, yeah, it's been, been, been fun. So uh, tell us, tell us what it's like to play in, in, in these different countries. I mean, what's the, the experience from the fans? What are, what are some of those kind of things that, that and, and you're welcoming as a, 
as an American coming over there. What's that been like for you? You know, it's been, it's been every year. It's, I mean, earlier in my years, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I remember my first year, you know, playing, I mean, our first, uh, our first game, it was a preseason game and it was like, there was fans in there, not some like not full, full capacity, but it was a, it was fans in there and they started like beating on drums and stuff. So, you know, you're thinking like the game starts, it's all going to stop, but they were just, the game starts and they're just still beating on drums. So it's like that stuff that you have to get used to, you know, you're not used to hearing sound throughout the whole game. So like those little things that I just kind of adjust to, you know, and then every country is different, you know, Spain, it's like a different feel of, you know, like the Spanish fans or like our, the, the city I'm in now is they're up and clapping, like pretty much standing the whole game, you know, like really in tuned in the game. And then, you know, like, for example, when I played in Montenegro, I mean, that was the craziest experiences I've ever had of fans. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, they're throwing flares across the arena. They're throwing keys when the breath make a bad call. They're throwing their keys and lighters on the court. And the refs, that was my first experience in that, in that area. And uh, I remember, like, they started throwing keys and lighters and the lighters hitting the floor and I'm ducking and the refs just kicking it off and keeping letting us play. So it's just like, you know, there's so much stuff that you just kind of adapt to and learn that you go into new situations that you'll never think is possible and you kind of see on videos and then you experience it and it's like, wow, that's crazy, you know. So definitely been blessed to play in a lot of different environments. You know, obviously we think of soccer and they love soccer, but it sounds like they love their, their basketball in Europe too. Yeah, yeah, so I would definitely for sure say soccer is the number one sport in Europe. You know, they sell out arenas, 100,000 people, you know. But I'm like, basketball is the second sport, you know, but they still have that same, you know, love and intensity. And it's like more like a religion, you know, like if you love, if you, and there's certain places you play where it's like, if you, you, there's multiple teams in the city and it's like a religion of who you love. Like if you like this team that you can't be friends with these people, you know, so it's kind of like that. And so, um, it's fun, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a fun environment to play in, but it's definitely different than anything college can give you or even the NBA. You know, I go to NBA games, I've been to NBA games and just like it's loud, but it's not the same atmosphere. It's not the same. Like I'm trying to explain people like when people are beating drums and blowing blow horns the whole game, like and throwing confetti and flags. And there's just so much going on that it's a whole different like feel, you know, so then a uh, I mean, it's an end that's loud and it's this constant noise. You know, it's not just when someone makes a basket, like the game's going on and someone might hit a three and you really don't get no reaction because the, the loudness is just always the same, you know, so it's it's hard. It's good. It's fun, though. No one's thrown any flares in the NBA, at least, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Italy, right, where you got hurt, right? And you had to yeah. sit out for a while and go through. Some yeah. Years. What was that like? Uh, that was tough, you know, so up until that point, you know, I, I mean, in Europe, it's it's a little different, obviously, than the NBA and how the NBA works, but it's kind of similar. I mean, you start as a rookie and you kind of work your way up, you know, we're talking um, the role you get on teams, the world, your, obviously your salary and stuff, you're working your way up. So up until that point, you know, I've kind of taken steps to work my way up to, to where I was and I was having the best best season of my career, you know. I've kind of built that and I was having the best season I've ever had in my life. You know, I'm, I'm averaging like 20 points a game, shooting 95% from free throw line, 50 from two, 45 from three, like the best playing, the best basketball I've ever played. And on a really good team, one of the best teams in Italy. 
in the top league, you know. So one of the best years is like I reached my my peak of what I've everything I've worked to, you know, all these hard work things. I wanted to get there and I got there. And the the mid, the halfway through point in the season, or maybe a little bit more. Um, it was a dumb play at the end of the game. Uh, I got the rebound. We're up by like eight points or something. I'm dribbling down the court and someone just grabs me and I kind of spin around and I land kind of my knee kind of turns and I tore my ACL. So I was out. Obviously, I route throughout the rest of that season. Um, I was only out for six months, luckily, but I'm like usually ACL is nine months, 10 months, you know, and I started playing the next season about six months in, but that was tough, you know, because it was, it was like a point in my life, like why I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm really becoming the player that I've always wanted to be. Like my body felt great. My game was coming together. Everything was coming together. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you see someone in the uh, NBA or something, it takes a few years to, to really become the player they are. And then now they're in year six, year seven, and they're like playing amazing basketball. And that was the time I was at. And then I got injured, you know, and in Europe, it's a lot different, you know, it's not like, you're on five-year contracts. You're on year-to-year contracts. So if you get injured, your next contract is going to go down. So you kind of got to take a step back, you know. And I, luckily, I got a great opportunity. I went to uh, Montenegro and played on one of the best teams in that area, and we played Euro Cup. And so um, I was able to, you know, come back. I wasn't the same player for about a year. It took me some time, you know. I came back a little bit too early, but um, the season was starting, you know. It's not – like I said, similar. it's not like the NBA where it's like, okay, we're going to hold you out for a year until you're fully healthy. Like, it's like, can you play? All right, well, here's a contract. you got to play, you know? So it's year to year. So for me, it was tough, you know? It was a tough, tough year. I would say, like, I didn't feel normal for another, for two years, you know? Like, I was getting through it, and I was able to perform and play at a level that I needed to, but I wasn't able to play, like, who I was for another one or two years, you know? But now I'm back on that, so... But I, it was tough. It was definitely a tough experience for sure. What's it been like? We talked a little bit about about it, uh, but just to, you know, embracing the cultures of the places that you're living in, and you know, when you're not playing or practicing, you know, what what are some of the things you've been able to do, and and what's it been like living there as a foreigner in in those countries? Yeah. So I mean, my first few years, you know, like you get over. I've never been to Europe or nothing, you know. So you get my first years in Spain, and Spain is a great country to live in, like amazing, like. Um, I mean, my first few years, I remember it was hard for me to adapt, even with the food, you know, like I was coming, I came to Spain my whole first year and I don't even eat fast food in America, but the only thing I would eat here is Burger King and McDonald's because I didn't like nothing else. Like I didn't like the food, you know, and so it was hard to adjust, you know, and I think I was more like stuck in my ways, you know, I didn't really want to adjust, you know, like in my first year years, I was so focused on like just basketball like I would literally go to practice and come home go to sleep go to practice come home. so I didn't do nothing I didn't go and experience nothing and I think when I look back I can look back and be like dang those early years I wish I would have done more you know because now I mean every country I go to is a new a new culture even a new city it's a new culture new environment and now I, I kind of explore more you know I kind of do things I kind of find things in the city to do but I, all while I'm still going to practice and putting in my time and doing what I'm doing but I think more now that I'm older, I mean, uh, I had a couple of teammates told me that we're older. You know, you get on teams where you have some veterans or more older players that are like, man, go out and experience something. Go, you're going, and one person told me this actually like back, he's like, when you retire, you're going to go back to the United States. And then when you get older, you're going to come and travel to these places that you've already been for free. 
So go experience them, you know? So I'm like, oh, when you put that in my mind, I'm like, that is true. And I'm like, I'm, I'm living, this is like, I've lived a 20 minute flight from Rome, Italy, like every, all, all Milan, all these huge cities, uh, Madrid, Barcelona, like I can just go pay $20 and fly there. So why, why would I not do that, you know, and experience it? So after I, after those years of, you know, kind of me growing up and understanding where I was, then I started researching and saying, oh, I can go here. I have a few days off. I'm going to go to this island. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go south. Then when I started doing that, I just started traveling everywhere and seeing everything, you know. So it's uh, it's fun, you know, and it's been fun to experience that with my kids. You know, they're just living living in more countries than I. I mean, they've been in every country I've been to, obviously. So it's uh, it's fun to see them, you know, experience cultures and different lifestyles. So Yeah, good for you. While we're talking about them, yeah, how is your family? and and your kids and did they have the chance to be over there with you very often? Yeah. 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 So they're, uh, they're here now. So they're doing great. You know, like obviously my son Kingston, he was born when I was at Weber station. Now he's 11. Um, he's doing amazing. My Jack, the middle son is doing great too. They both Kingston actually plays this year. He played on, um, the like Spanish national team. So like the 11 and under 12 and under Spanish national team. So we got to experience that, like to play for a real national team and do, do that thing, competition and stuff. So he's doing, he's doing great. You know, he's loving it. He's loved, he's loved, uh, he loves, I call him like, he's like, he, he's kind of like a, his whole life he's lived overseas. He's never really lived in America. So he's kind of like a European kid, you know, so it's kind of cool, you know? So, and then obviously my little one, just four year old, he just runs around and does whatever, but no, it's good. It's good experience for them to see different things. And I think it's cool for me. That's kind of been my own, my, my whole goal when I was growing up is like, I want my boys, I want kids when I'm young. So, cause I had this thing of, I'm going to be a professional basketball player somehow. My best friend was playing in Europe. So I'm like, I'm going to play in Europe and I want my kids to experience it. And so it's kind of all came into fruition like that. So. Yeah. What an experience for them going to school there too and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, my kids, they don't, we, I don't ever put them in the uh, English school. I've always put them in wherever country in. I mean, like Kingston's been in all Spanish school. Then he's been in one of these cities in Spanish. They spoke uh, Basque. I don't even know, it's a random thing. I put them in all Basque school. I put them in all Italian school. Last year, last few years, they were all French school. So I just throw them in there and they hate, they hate me and they hate the, the school for two weeks. And then they love it, you know, because then they come home now, like they literally Kingston and my my oldest son and my middle son, even the little one come home speaking Spanish. And I'm like, what are y'all saying? And they're just talking to each other in Spanish. And so it's really cool, you know. Yeah. And so it's, it's it's pretty cool for them to enjoy that. How's your Spanish? Yeah, it's good. It's better. I mean, this is my everyone gives me a hard time because this is my fifth year in Spain, sixth year. And they're like, you should be fluent. But I'm like. Yeah, I can understand a lot. You know, my mom, when I was younger, used to speak Spanish. So I kind of, I, I understand a lot, lot, but I just don't really like speak it fluently. But if I have to go to a restaurant or something else, I can, I'm able to speak and whatever I need to do. So, Well, we're talking with Scott Bamforth. And in case our fans didn't know who he is, they should. Played 99 games over three years from 2010 to 2013. Played alongside a guy named Damian Lillard for a couple of years of those, right? And you're part of some memorable teams that we were state. You still second all time in three pointers. Jeremy Singlin got you a couple of years ago. You passed it. Okay. But yeah. you're still second in three point percentage, third in free throw percentage, and 15th in scoring. Three time All Big Sky player, named to the 50th anniversary team at Weaver State. 
So when you look back on your career, those three years that you had at Weber State, what, what comes to mind for you? Um, just, just the great, how I, the great time I had, the great people I learned, that I learned from, and I was able to play with, obviously, you know, playing with Dame, amazing, you know, I've learned so much from him just during that time. And then after that time, you know, uh, but then just the relationships you build, you know, the relationships you build, your coaches, your teammates, your friends, you know, stuff like that. That's what you remember the most. And I think, you know, I, I've learned that basketball comes and goes, you know, it's when you play good, you play bad, you have a great career, whatever, but where what's last long is the relationships you build, you know, and that's how I kind of uh, went along in, in my professional career as well as just the relationships you build is what you remember the most. So that's what I remember the most, you know, and then obviously during that time, you know, you're growing up, you're learning stuff. At that time I had, I just had Kingston. So I'm going through becoming a dad, trying to figure all that out. So like when I look back, I'm like, I, the person I am now is not the person I was back then, you know, and that's a good thing. You know, I grew a lot. I've grown a lot since then. Um, and so it, it's cool. It's cool to see just looking, I look at myself and to see how much I've grown as a person, as a father, all that. So it's, it's, it's a good time. You still keep in touch with former teammates at Weber State a little bit? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, when you mentioned Jeremy, I just played against Jeremy this year. He played in Spain at the start of the year, and then he ended up leaving to Italy. Uh, played against him. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't play with uh, Jarek, but we played against. He plays in Spain yeah, this probably, year too. Yeah. So, but obviously, I follow Weber State and stuff, so I know him. Um, but yeah, obviously, talked to Dame uh, here and there, and so uh, Mook. Mook's one of my still good friends, you know. So yeah, so I look forward. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to. You know, I haven't seen all those guys because I haven't been to an alumni game. You know, I haven't really been back except last summer. I went back. To Weber State for a few days because my oldest son had a, a tournament in a basketball tournament in Salt Lake. So we just drove up to Weber. Sure. But uh, I look forward to that because I haven't yeah. seen those guys, a lot of those, in, in 10 years, you know. So, for sure. For sure. You know. And we're hoping, yeah, that uh, you'll be part of the alumni game this summer for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, you know, every year in January, we always remember that memorable shot against Northern Colorado, which I'm sure mm -hmm. is a highlight for you. But uh, are there some other memories of memorable games or moments that uh, in your playing career here with the Wildcats? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously that's the biggest one. I mean, I my even my son still watch it to this day. Like it's crazy. Like how uh, you still watch we slow it down. And he's like, "Where's Dame at?" Dame's over there hopping on one leg, and we watch everybody. You know, like he's, I still get the question like from him, like, "Why would you run out of the arena?" I'm like, "I don't know what I was thinking, son." <laughs> but now, yeah, I, like I, I recall, I'm. I, you know, because every time a shoot around, you know, Coach Ray, you'd always end shoot around with a half court shot, right? So you always practice yeah. those. And it, didn't you say something like you were going to make that? Like you had a feeling you were going to make one of these, and it was going to be a game where yeah. it turned out that yeah. Night. So yeah, in the and we always do the half court shoot uh, shoot around, and I was I made like three of them. Just I just felt good, you know. I just made three of them, like, and then so during before that play, uh, one someone was shooting a free throw. And I was, I was standing next to, I forgot his name. He was on Northern Colorado. And I just looked at him and I just had this feeling. I said, you better not let me get the ball because I'm going to make it. He just looked at me and I said, I promise you. And we got, sure enough, got the ball. And I shot because I just had to, it was like one of the moments that you just, you kind of see it is going to happen. Like I seen I was going to get the ball, take one dribble, shoot it from half court and make it, you know, like I just seen, I don't know, it's crazy, but. Uh, but that's true. It really did happen. I looked at him. I told him I'm going to make the shot. And he just looked at me and I said, I promise you. And 
and ended up happening. So it's crazy, crazy ass story. But um, but yeah, so that moment, I mean, and then um, just I remember, I mean, obviously during our time there, like, I mean, losing to Montana was the worst thing ever, you know, like, so those are the memories that always come up, you know, but, um, you know, just, just, just uh, a lot of, a lot of battles and a lot of games. Cause I'm like, I feel like a, we, a t- the teams I was a part of, we won a lot of games, you know, we ended up, we never won the big sky title because we could never win at Montana, but all the games that we won and all the relationships I built, those are the things I remember, you know? So, and obviously the, the, that shot is the biggest one, but you know, it's, it was a fun time for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, what an experience you've had uh, overseas and, and, you know, again, I, I talked about this at the start, but, you know, you came to Weber State, you, you played one year junior college, and then you came here, and now you've played 10 years over in Europe. What, what an experience, really, it has been. And Boy, how much have you learned, learned and how much have you grown over that whole time from college to now? It's just, I'm sure it's been a, a big change for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like I said, I, it's a good thing. You know, I look back to my younger self at Weber State, and at that time I thought I was, you know, grown and, and I thought I experienced everything, you know, because going up from the the things I went through when I was younger, you know, losing my parents and stuff. So at that time in college, I'm thinking, OK, I've experienced a lot of stuff, you know, and then to look back to now, like it's like I have experienced way more than I ever thought I would. You know, and I think that's what I've learned is just, you know, life is about traveling and experiencing new things and cultures. And that's what life is about, you know, and they, and building relationships with all these people that I've built relationships from every country. If I go to any country, I can call somebody and say, hey, I'm in your country. It's meet up, you know, like that's not that's a unique thing, you know, like to any country I go to in the world. So that's pretty cool, you know. So um, that's just I've, I've experienced a lot for sure. And I'm definitely blessed. How long do you think you're going to play? Uh, I don't know. I feel great. I, I mean, I feel amazing. Some days, you know, it's it's kind of it's 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 the, Euro, the European basketball is not like I said. It's it's different than the NBA, where it's not like you get four year contracts. You know, you get year to year contracts. So, you know, it's kind of one of them things where it's like I feel amazing. I actually feel better than I've felt in. I mean, I would say ever. Like I feel like all the work I've done, I I have to be the best basketball player uh version of myself because of all the work I put in for 10 straight years 15 straight years you know so I feel amazing I'm 33 now I'm about to be 34 which is crazy like I my kids like you're about to be 34 and I'm like that's crazy like I'm always I was always the young kid you know I was always the young guy I was always growing up I was always hanging out with my older brother so I was always the youngest one and now I'm looking I'm, I'm the oldest one on my team now and, you know, and I play the most minutes and I'm running around the most still. So I feel amazing, you know. So I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I want to, I feel like I want to play for another five years. But in Europe, it's kind of doesn't work that way, you know. <clears throat> for example, in Spain, you only get two Americans per team. So once you get to about my age, 33, 34, 35, that's kind of your end of your years because, if you're looking at them from a, a team perspective or th- team, look, look at it from their side of view, why would they sign a 36 year old American when they can go sign a 25 year American? You know what I mean? So I understand the business and it's different than, like I said, different than NBA. So I feel like, I feel like I can play for another three years re- realistically, you know, and I think that would be a perfect time 
where Kingston uh, he'll start uh, high school. So I think that will be my cutoff time where it's like, okay, I'll give him some more stability, you know, than rather than having him travel from country to country, meeting new friends. That's the hardest part, you know, for me as I've grown up and watching my kids and now they get more attached after nine months learning new friends. They finally learn and learn the language and get friends and stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Kingston, we're leaving to this country. And it's like, He's now these last three, four years, they've actually cried when we left, you know, so that kind of hurts me more. It's like, dang, I need to give him a little bit of stability in his life and, you know, get him in one, get him to settle down and build some friends, you know, that he can stay with for some years. So I feel like three more years, three more years, two, two for sure, hopefully three, but we'll see. You still got that jump shot though, right? That, that was always yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, you, if you work on it every day, like I do, yeah, that'll never leave. Awesome. Scotty, it's so great to talk to you and great to hear your stories yes. of your experiences in Europe. And you're a big part of Weber State's history. And I uh, hope you always feel that way. We can't wait to see you here this summer for the alumni game with Damien. And, and uh, keep keep uh, keep shooting those threes over there in Europe. No, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you having me. I look forward to seeing you and everybody else um, this summer. So I'll be there.